coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Everything's been popping off in the last few days, man. Uh, you're obviously uh, a big Raiders guy, obviously based out there in Vegas with uh, franchise sports media. Joe Arrigo is talking to me on all of the uh, all of the palaver. I'm going to put it in a very British way. The palaver that is the uh, free agency period, trades, planes and automobiles, I think we're going to call it. <laughs> Sounds great. It's good to see you, brother, man. I miss you, man. It's, 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 I miss having my homeboy from, from across the pine talking <laughs> football with me, man. We had a cool Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all, man. We, uh, we have fun in Vegas and we have fun in Los Angeles and it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good deal for us at the moment. It's pretty busy though, I guess for, uh, for you at the moment as well. Right. Yeah, like like right now in the states, we have a thing called March Madness. It's where all the college basketball teams play in a big tournament, the top uh, sixty-four teams. And right now, I'm at one of the the best sports books in Las Vegas called Circa, and uh, I'm here at their their party where they have where they basically they got TVs everywhere, food, drinks, and I'm here with another media member, a good friend of mine from LA named Arash Markazi, and uh, we're here. Uh, we did a show earlier today, and we're here watching some games today, and um, we got, I got my business partner TQ coming later tonight. So it's just going to be a bunch of debauchery <laughs> <laughs> ever the professional Joe as always mate. ever the professional, you know, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to let things like nightlife and a couple of beverages get in the way of sports reporting and staying on top of all the March madness, right? Never that it, it's actually, but it was actually before noon before we started our nightlife here today so <laughs> so it's all good <laughs> you gotta you gotta say hi to uh to terrence for me because i am not i'm not cool enough to call him tq so uh, he is always terrence in my book man oh man that, we actually were talking about you guys earlier in the week and um we're looking forward to hopefully coming out for the green bay game um coming across and and Maybe coming for a little bit longer so we can maybe do some performances and whatnot in the UK. And uh, we've even talked about, you know, if the Raiders come, hopefully it's around the same time when we can extend a visit and uh, really kind of hang out with you guys and, and really enjoy everything um, everything going on over there. So we're excited. And, and man, it's, it's, it's been a crazy week of NFL, Ali. I tell you, brother, it's been a crazy week. Well, well, look, you're, you're Mr. Raiders at this point, and that hit the headlines last night. Uh, myself and the man who obviously got us involved with Verge magazine here on the podcast, Andre Dixon, were chatting all about it. I must stress that all of the opinions that you hear on this podcast are not the views of Verge magazine, but we do have some fun with it anyway, so don't worry about that. But yeah, it's um, it, it was the Raiders last night that really got everybody talking for about 24 hours. And then the new cycle moves on with Deshaun Watson becoming a Brown this afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I can't keep up. Let's talk about Devontae Adams. He is getting money. Vegas is a money city and he is getting some real money. You know, the thing is, is I, I actually was on the phone with TQ yesterday when I got a call from a, uh, my phone started blowing up and I got a call from a Raider representative and I got a call from an agent and they were, and I'm full disclosure. I'm a green Bay Packer fan. 
And I'm like, well, what's going on? And, and the, when they're calling me, there's something big is happening. I know the numbers. And they said, Devontae is getting traded to the Raiders. And I'm going to tell you, my heart sank. I felt sick to my stomach. Um, and I was in disbelief because him and the Packers were agreed upon as far as money-wise. Green Bay was going to match anything that anybody was going to offer. And they went, uh, they actually had the same amount of a dollar amount that the Raiders had in place. But they couldn't agree on language and structure. They franchise tagged Devontae. And then Tay decided that, you know what, the best move for me is to come to Las Vegas and play with my college teammate, Derek Carr. And for the Raiders, it shows that the John Gruden era full of, you know, it, there was a lot of ups and downs and it was chaotic. They found uh, with, with the new general manager and their new head coach, they found some, I guess the best way to say it is consistency. And they did it in a way that was quiet and they went about their business like professionals. And you have to compliment and tip your hat to the Raiders for adding the best receiver in the NFL to a team that already sports Darren Waller, that already sports uh, Hunter Renfro, Ryan Edwards, and, and Josh Jacobs. And now, you know, there's no more excuses for Derek Carr for any, any, anything on the field. At this point, Derek Carr has the best offensive weapons he's had in his career. And Derek Carr is in a position where he has to make plays now. The Raiders have gone all in, and they have to be considered a Super Bowl contender with the moves they made this far, especially adding Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Oh, that's that's a big claim, though, to say that they're to say that they're a Super Bowl contender already, mainly because see, I you you just touched on the weapons that Carr's going to have there, and Waller and Renfro were the first two that came out, along with Adams, obviously. And I love Devontae Adams. Waller and Renfro, though, this is like a poor man's version of what the Patriots had with Gronk, Welker, and Moss, right? This is this is that same kind of looking three. You've got a slot receiver that's got great hands and just is really efficient at route running. You've got a really good tight end. And then you've got that elite threat in the wideout position that Adams will bring you. But they're not Gronk, Welker, and Moss. These This isn't what we're talking about here with the Raiders. And there's still the question marks over Carr as well. It's a big thing, I suppose, for him that his uh, relationship with Adams seems to have been a big push to get Adams in the door. That would be a sign that the Raiders aren't going to try and deal Carr away this year. And that ends that speculation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Carr, with Adams here, Carr's locked in for this season. I don't think this leads to the bigger question. Now, whether or not the Raiders are going to spend $40 million a year on Derek Carr to be their, the fourth best quarterback in the division, that's sports Russell Wilson, uh, Justin Herbert, and of course, uh, former MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. That That's a big question for them to ask right now. Do I want to spend $40 million, or do you want to have Derek Carr potentially play out this contract at just under $20 million a year and say, let's see what you have before we make a decision going forward at the quarterback position? Because it could get very interesting that the salary cap for the NFL is going to spike with the new TV deal coming in next year, the new digital all the digital stuff and the gambling deals that they have. So that salary cap is going to spike. So, and Derek Carr has been on record as saying, one, I'll take less money if they add Devontae Adams in. Two, if they really want me, I'm willing to prove my worth and play out this contract. So I think it's time to maybe put his money where his mouth is and play out the contract at $19 million and allow the Raiders to add more people around them, you know, especially in the defensive side of the ball and that right tackle. You need to add a right tackle to keep them upright. You need to add some defensive tackles. You need to add a cornerback. Stephon Gilmore is still on the table. And a name to watch is the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Mm. He's a guy you could put next to, to uh, Merrick at safety. 
and you can allow Jonathan Akers to play lower in the box and really make some places of basically a hybrid linebacker and go from there. And so the Raiders have some, some really tough questions to, to answer, but they've done a great job thus far in free agency. I mean, they, you had the best, the best receiver in the game, arguably the best, of, you know, IQ, I guess he was available now free agent. And then you add, you add, you add uh, Chandler Jones, a consistent pass rusher that average over 10 sacks a year next to Max Crosby. I like the defensive lineman they picked up. The Raiders are doing a really good job this far. So now it's up to Derek Carr to, to almost put up or shut up. And we all know as well with the D-line, just on that Chandler Jones and Max Crosby impact that those two are going to be able to have together as a duo now in, in getting to those those elite quarterbacks. You're going to need good pass rushers in that division as well next year with the with the quality that's under center elsewhere. But the Eagles showed that if you win the battle up front, if you have a great D-line that can consistently get pressure, the secondary in the linebacker court doesn't have to be that good because all the problems get caused up front straight away and that caused panic with the throwing the deeper balls and that leads to errors from QBs and, and a half-decent secondary can capitalize on that. Absolutely. I mean, like, the, the two people that benefit most, you know, if you have an elite secondary, that allows the pass rush to get to the passer. And if you have an elite pass rush, it allows the secondary to go out and make plays. So they kind of they, they go hand in hand. And I think that's what the you've seen the Raiders do. I mean, that 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 division itself, when you have combinations like uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with, with the Chargers now, the the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line, and then Denver with you know what they've everything they've done, there's a it's an arms race in the AFC West. It's the best division in football. And if you can, if the Raiders can get any production from that defensive line to allow those cornerbacks, you know, in particular. Um, uh, Mullen, Trayvon Mullen, to go ahead and cover a little bit more and and let uh, Morick get out there and really make plays at that free safety spot. Did they land another corner? I know they got Rocky Sin, and, and he's a guy that can cover. They're still, I think, they're still a corner away. I think Stephon Gilmore is a guy to really keep an eye on. I know they were really mm -hmm. big on him, and he kind of has some cold feet going into going into Friday uh, out here in in, uh, in California, in, uh, Las Vegas, and. He has some cold feet coming in, but now seeing that they had Devontae Adams, they've seen they had Chandler Jones. It kind of I've I've heard through my back channels that that you know he's a little more interested now than he was, you know, 48 hours ago when the Raiders were really high on him. So if they can land him, and let's say they do add, uh, land a Tyron Matthew, the name of the I hear has been associated with them. If he can land those two guys, then you know, that secondary gets much better, which allows the passers to get to the quarterback and allows the Raiders to hopefully make some plays on defense. Now now does any of this get done? if John Gruden, if what happened to Gruden hadn't happened, if he was still head coach in this Raiders team, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like the guy that I would have think necessarily have gone out and made these sorts of, of splashy moves, perhaps in free agency. Uh, whereas Josh McDaniels coming in, it seems as well like the Raiders were willing to take their hands off the purse strings a bit more and let a new head coach go out and try and get some big time talent. You know, I, I don't think it gets done with Gruden. Um, when, when Gruden is there and Gruden, when Gruden was there, you didn't know as from players and even coaches I spoke to, one minute to another what Gruden you were going to get. You can come in one moment and everything is cool and everything is, you know, you have a game plan and the next moment, you don't know what's going on. He's going to flip the script and and you don't know if, if there's a change or if there's something that, that just that set him off or whatever. So I don't think that happens with, you know, with Bruden. With McDaniels and Ziegler, 
you know, you have guys that have, there's, there's grownups in the room, so to speak, as they say out here in the States, it's, you got, you, you know, you got, you got the adults in the room that are making the decisions. And this goes to show, you know, and, and, you know, Mark Davis gets a lot of flack out here. You know, at least he, he had in the past about, you know, a lot of things like his haircut and, and the way that, you know, the decisions that he's made. But Mark Davis was, has told me personally that, you know, he goes, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And what I don't know, I hire people that know to do that job and I let them do their job. And when he hired Ziegler and he hired uh, Josh McDaniels, he decided that, you know, he wanted a symbiotic relationship or guys that are on the same page because he didn't have that at first with Reggie McKenzie. He hired Reggie McKenzie, gave him complete autonomy, and he hired Dennis Allen, who he didn't like as a coach. And then he turns around and hires John Gruden, gives him a complete, complete autonomy, and he makes decisions that Mark Davis didn't necessarily agree with. So now he's got, he's got the right people in place, and they're doing the right things. They're making the moves that I think that Mark really likes them to do uh, at this time. Yeah, I love how you to have a go at Mark Davis's haircut first over his decision making. I think sums up exactly what everybody thinks. Dude, you're worth a few billion. You can afford to not use a bowl to cut that thing, right? Or do what we do, man. Just get rid of it all. If you can't get it right, get rid of it all. You're just gonna it do it like do it like us, man. Come on. Join join the club. It's okay. Bald is beautiful. It is, man. It's, it's high testosterone. That's what it is. It's high testosterone and confidence. That's exactly. what being bald is. <laughs> Yes. Dude, the, <laughs> you're a Packers fan. You've got to be a little bit heartbroken, particularly as, you know, the, the whole feeling this offseason is that Rodgers and Adams are going to run it back for one more year. This is the, okay, they're both going to go. Adams gets the franchise tag. Let's do this one more year. And then the Packers will let him free. And instead for him to be gone for a couple of draft picks, it seems like, I mean, the Raiders are paying a big amount of money to obviously keep him there what five years 143 million i think i saw it was the contract that's that's a, a huge amount of money for adams and congratulations on getting that but surely for the packers fans you look around now at what aaron Rodgers kind of has and what aaron Rodgers has been willing to use in the last few years as well i know there was a tweet out that was like seven and oh when adams doesn't play Rodgers can move the ball around but seven and oh isn't a full season you know and it's not playoff football either and you want the best wide receiver, arguably, is Cooper Cup for me. The best wide receiver, arguably, in the NFL. Being that guy to have that perfect connection with Rodgers like they had, it's a massive loss to them. It's a huge loss. And, and uh, you know, heartbroken isn't the word. I, I literally was sick yesterday when I got the text. And I had to tell TQ, who immediately started laughing at me. He was like, ha, 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 I told you. Because all, the whole time along, I'm talking to Packer people, I'm talking to agents, and Devontae's going back, and Aaron was going back. and um, But I'm talking to some people in the organization after the fact last night. Um, Aaron knew that Devontae wasn't going to be there. He, you know, they, they thought they could get things done and worked out. But what this does is it allows Green Bay to maybe do something they haven't done in the past, which is build on the defense. They can, they can keep Rasul, but, uh, Rasul Douglas – Along with Jair Alexander and and Eric Stokes in the corner, with uh, you put you pair those three with uh, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, you arguably have the best secondary in the NFL. You gain twenty million dollars in cap space, and the rumor is, you know, they've inquired about Robert Woods, they've inquired about DK Metcalf potentially. Uh, you have five picks in the top ninety selections of this draft, top hundred selections, and a draft where the, the receivers is it's a deep receiver draft. Now you're more explosive at the top of the draft. 
But you could get a guy like Pickens in the second round, and let's say you add a, a Jamison Williams and 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 Pickens from Georgia in your draft. Now you got two young studs, a wide receiver that can grow, and it gives Green Bay some cap flexibility going forward. I mean, you got two guys, you know, you know, five year deals at the front end, front end with the first round, which. I mean, look, honestly, that that's that's the hack. That's the that's the NFL hack. A quarterback or players that are drafted in the first round that have a five-year contract that are that's very affordable. You can go win then. And you know, but but the fan side of me is sick because I was already, you know, I don't buy too many jerseys for players. And I was I was my birthday's coming up literally in one month, and I had it in the NFL shop or Packers.com shop. Devontae Adams green jersey, oh. spending almost four hundred dollars on it, and I almost clicked it. I was just, I was just waiting, and now I'm not going to get it because. So in front of now, I'll get a that's, Raiders one because TQ said that's going to be half price now. It's going to be a great deal. It's going to be so cheap. They'll be trying to get rid of those Green Bay Adams jerseys as quickly as possible, man. You're gonna you could get that at like two hundred bucks now rather than four hundred. This is a birthday gift. <laughs> man, it it would have been it would have been perfect, man, because. Like uh, the only other jersey that I have, Ali, real talk, is, is a Jair Alexander jersey. You know, I know he's not going anywhere for anytime soon, and you know, and I, I think he's the, you know, him and Jalen Jalen Ramsey are two best corners in football to me, and I'm a big fan of his. And I was like, okay, and I've known Devontae. I've I been in Fresno, California, where he was at Fresno State. Watched him play in college for a little bit. Um, you know, watched him play in Green Bay and and watched him grow. And for them to say, you know, you know, I want to give them credit because, you know, when Devontae decided that he did not want to be there anymore, they asked him where he wanted to go. Full disclosure, I got this from people in their their front office. They asked him where he wanted to go. He said, I want to go to to Las Vegas. I want to play with Derek. And they they took a deal. Now, is it two first-round picks that they could have got if they franchised them and let them walk? No, but to get two picks in this draft, and you can go get maybe a Keenan Allen, a Robert Woods, a DK Metcalf, or Julio Jones. You can get maybe you get a couple of those guys to pair a Randall Cobb, maybe bring Marquez Valdez Scanling back. You know, you have Amari Rogers there still. You you can do some things, plus a couple of rookies. You can do some things, but I think they want to build around that defense and let that offense kind of go to work and, and go around. I mean, and you never know. The traps are crap. So they could move up and grab somebody. Ryan Gutenkus is a GM, is 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 a magician. I mean, he I mean, I think I yeah, the only first-round pick he hasn't hit on, technically, is Jordan Love. And there's rumors that Seattle may want Jordan Love to be their quarterback. So, I mean, you know, he, if they can move Jordan Love for a top-90 pick in the draft, I mean, now you got him in that, now, you, now you're really cooking with fish grease. I mean, Jordan Love, I hope that's not to start in Seattle. My goodness, that is such a step down to go from Russell Wilson to – no love for him whatsoever, Jordan Love. That is that is an awful for a franchise that's normally so good at handling their personnel. That would seem very peculiar from from Seattle. I want to get onto onto a load of the other stuff with you as well, Joe. We can't stay on the uh, on the Adams things for for too long because um, you know, as I say, Baker Mayfield last night said he wanted to trade out of Cleveland, and now Deshaun Watson is going to be lining up there. Uh, that's breaking news today, of course. But but lastly, with this Packers thing. So do you think nobody's learned from what the LA Rams did? Because the Rams went out and they went and got talent that is proven in the NFL at this point already. And for the Packers to maybe think, right, let's go down that drafting route. You know, Gutekunst has success, of course, but 
you said it yourself, you know, the, the draft's in Vegas and it's the perfect place for it to be in Vegas because it is gambling at the highest order with your franchise's history. Or future, I should say. I mean, I don't like... I never buy into the draft. I never buy into the hype. Do you not think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Adams wants out, he wants out. And if he said he was going to sit under the tag and everything like that. But I just, I just think it's very, very odd to have seen the success that the Rams were able to get out of last season with consistent, proven players. You know, sure, going for it, basically. But you, aren't, you don't have many years left with Rodgers. It's, if you have to rebuild, that could kill off the Rodgers finale of his career and his chance to go and get another ring. Yeah, you know, that's one way to look at it, but I don't think it's a rebuild. I, I think what they've done is they put more of the honus on Aaron Rodgers now. I mean, you, you look at you look at that last game they played in against San Francisco in the divisional round. You know, he was forcing the ball to Devontae Adams all the time. And you have when you have Alan Lazard running the dig route across the middle, at a time where you hit him, he's probably still running today. You know, it's like Forrest <laughs> Gump running to the end zone. You got to tell him to stop. You know, like, you know, it, it maybe makes Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback. No, I'm not. You know, you, when you lose the best receiver in the game, it hurts. And don't and believe me, like, I'm not minimizing Devontae by any means. You know, I, I think he is a top two receiver in Packers history with him and Sterling Sharp. And you can debate who's the top two between those two in the history of the, of the team. But it also allows Aaron, you know, you can do something you haven't done. Green Bay hasn't had a great defense for the majority of the time Aaron Rodgers was there. And you can build, now you got a secondary, like I said earlier, that could be the best in the NFL. You bring back Devontae Campbell. Him and Chris Barnes is a really good Campbell, a really good combo in the middle of that defense at linebacker. If you can get somebody to play next to Kenny Clark, and you never know if it's Fletcher Cox, you know, they could maybe bring him in. You could draft somebody. Now you're picking 22. You could maybe go get that D tackle at 22 that in the draft that, that may fit what you want to do. Now you have a defense that can stop people, and you don't have to score 35 points a game. You only have to score 28 or 24. And, and that may be the way they want to go. You know, so I don't know if it's a complete rebuild, but I, I think that they are taking a gamble. But I think what they're doing is they're trying to win now while still maintaining and having the future based off what the salary cap is going to look like them in the next few years. Okay. Well, uh, I'm glad you're optimistic because in these moments, you can see fans of teams really kind of, you see where their heart lies with it and they certainly wear you know colors on their sleeves, so to speak. But um, yeah, I'm glad you're staying optimistic. I'm, I'm trying to be, Ollie. I'm, I'm trying to be. I, trust me, it's hard. Like, trust me, last <laughs> night, like I, I, I still can't see... I still can't turn on NFL Network when I'm at home. I still can't. Um, I, I don't like seeing Devontae in the silver and black, man. He's green and gold. And, and, and albeit, you know, it is what it is, um, it still is one of those things where it, it's hard to swallow because I, I thought last year they should have got a deal done with him. And I think that's where they messed up. But I kind of, if you want to blame anybody with that in particular, blame Aaron Rodgers because he kind of held them hostage last summer. And if we're going to be, if we're going to, you know, be honest, and do a blame pie, you know, that, that, that's a large piece of the pie because, you know, if he just, if they would have taken care of business with Aaron last summer and then they could have taken care of Devontae, they wouldn't be in this situation where they're at, where they, where they had to deal with Devontae Adams. Yeah, and, you know, you look at decision-making on the field as well with Aaron Rodgers. You, you know, you look at that Niners game with, you know, 99% of those throws going to Adams and nobody else being utilized. You look at the year before that with Rodgers and the decision-making when he, 
when he decided in the Bucks to kind of put the game on the line himself in those moments. And, you know, there there have been questions around Rodgers in the last few years, maybe. And then I don't want to get into the whole vaccine thing or anything like that. But, you know, there there are a lot of... He, he causes a little bit of trouble for your franchise. Uh, you know, he's good enough to keep you there yeah. and keep you wanting him. But there's, you know, there's a little bit of a pinch every so often. Run the ball to the end zone two years ago like you did during the season. You're playing for a Super Bowl, and you're probably going to win it. Last year, you know, if some of it's on Matt LaFleur, you run the ball a little bit further, a little bit more in the game, and then Rodgers looks to other people besides uh, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. You don't start Billy Turner at right tackle. You know, you start Dennis Kelly and, and Yash Neiman on the other side. You probably win that game against the 49ers. You're off, your defense didn't give up a point. Your offense, your deep, your your special teams gave up every point in that game. Like re- really, mm. your special teams. You go sign Rich Passaccia, but then you lose Devontae Adams. Like, so I mean, you can question some things. And trust me, the fan in me hates what's going on. Like I hate talking about it. I'm only talking <laughs> with you about it because you're my buddy, you're my brother, and I love you. If there, if it was anybody else, I'm not talking. Trust me, I wasn't answering my phone all last night. I was at a, a, a National Hockey League game last night. My phone's blowing up from people that just want to give me the business, and I'm not answering it. So it's just what it is. But, you know, that's why you love the NFL, though, because you never know what you get. It's the best reality show. You know, it's reality TV personified. It's the best reality show on TV. And you never know what you're going to get day to day. Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd last night after everything that was going on with all the rumors about where, like, Watson, for instance, was going to land. Me and uh, me and the guys that are normally on this podcast, we were chatting in our WhatsApp group, and we decided that Watson, yeah, it looks like Atlanta are going to be the front runners. Great. Well, if Atlanta are the front runners, then you can trade Matt Ryan out to the Colts. The Colts have a perfect placeholder in Matt Ryan that could actually win them games and be a useful guy to potentially have one last run for Ryan to finally go and get that ring because we're all pretty big Matt Ryan fans as an individual, and we've got one Falcon fan on the podcast. And now Watson's going to the Browns, which which is a team that we're all crushed about because the Browns were such a fun underdog story of they finally got Mayfield and it looks like he was going to bring them up. And then just continuing to sit on this Mayfield thing, where he's a guy that continues for the last three years to not really show any promise since being impressive as a rookie. And I'm still going to use that tagline. He looked good for a rookie. He didn't look good for a seasoned vet in that first year in the NFL. And it was exciting, though. Maybe not as exciting as where you are, but like we were getting into the the Browns idea and they went out and they stacked the roster. And now it's just the Browns once more look a bit of a mess. And now people are talking about they're not going to support the team if Watson's the quarterback. And it's a it's a terrible situation that they find themselves in. Maybe a desperate move to bring in Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson's a top three quarterback in the NFL. Like in bottom line like you take away any off-field stuff and you can make the argument that he's better than Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes has had more weapons and a better team around him and Deshaun sees that Deshaun's seen the fact that he's putting up these huge numbers and these numbers with a team with, with, with less talent around him and he sees what Patrick Mahomes gets as a payday and the accolades and he has to wonder himself like I see what I get and then everything that happened lost that last offseason and, and we'll see how that plays out but, you know, I, I, going back to Baker Mayfield, I kind of feel bad for him. He's, he led him to a playoff to playoffs and a playoff victory. He played with a torn labrum last year. 
the guy is him and, and, and Jarvis Landry really resurrected that team and more so than anybody. And then he gets unceremoniously dumped. Like, I mean, you got to look at Baker Mayfield and, and, and say, damn, like you really, you did a lot here. And you did a lot with, 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 with what you had. And you did so with coaches. You had a new coach down there every year. You were, you were there as a quarterback. So, I mean, he did so that, that you got to credit Baker for that. With Deshaun, you know, Cleveland, you can make the argument that Cleveland had the most talent to around Deshaun in terms of what, what teams were interested in him. I mean, I know the Raiders had Tempest in them, um, but there are some things they weren't comfortable with in terms of, like, having to do with some off-field stuff. And if if that stuff is true or there was some, there was some type of um, – legitimacy to what was going on um baker you know or excuse me deshaun you know do you want him in las vegas where he has opportunity to do some things that you know, there's some 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 things that are strange for some change you know like mm-hmm. quite honestly um and and he goes to cleveland and he's able you know he, he has a great running game the offensive line is really good that defense is top notch you have, he has an opportunity to go out there and, and win some ball games in a division that's very winnable. I mean, you look at you look at Pittsburgh. You know, I know they signed Trubisky as a quarterback. That's a, you know, really is, is is Pittsburgh that same team? You look at Cincinnati. Okay, now if that offensive line gets taken care of like they're trying to do, Burrow and Chase are a problem. And then you go to Baltimore, and there's some questions there as well. So. It could have been a really good situation. I thought all along he was going to end up in Atlanta, um, just going back home, going with a team that that he was a ball boy for. He grew up, you know, less than an hour away from, uh, be around family and friends. That has some. That's a lot of cap space going into next year, not this year, but next year. I thought Atlanta was the clear cut favorite, mm. and New Orleans has some offensive weapons for him that really were, you know, Taylor May from a Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and that line. Uh, Armstead would have came back and played left tackle. But you question whether or not that offense of um, what kind of offense they're going to run with the new head coach and Sean Payton not being there. And Atlanta, you got to question, you know, they've had Matt Ryan for a long time and they had Michael Vick. And yet they didn't have this success that they should have had. Is it an organizational thing? Is it a city thing? So we'll see what happens in Cleveland. Um I'm kind of shocked by it still. I'm kind of, one's kind of taking me back a little bit. I didn't think it'd go to Cleveland, especially since we were told they were out the running. But yeah, man, I mean, Deshaun Watson's a top three quarterback in the NFL. And fans can say what they want. It's no different than, you know, out here playing Major League Baseball, Trevor Bauer and his situation. I think he's back with the Dodgers in a year. And fans, as long as they're winning games, fans forgive you. If you're winning games, fans forgive you. Short-term memory loss, regardless of what happens off the field. We've seen it with other athletes, and I think we're probably going to see that with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you mentioned one name, Michael Vick. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously it's a very different uh, set of circumstances with why Vick had to step out, or at least, uh, but you know, criminal convictions. And, um, and certainly a lot of people were very angry about what happened with Michael Vick and came back into the league, and Philadelphia ended up embracing him. You know, I... I was always a fan of how he played football, not, of course, of what he did off the field. But I think a lot of people will block out the off the field, whatever happens. I enjoy watching the guy play football. I think that will be the attitude of a lot of fans. And then if the city of Cleveland starts winning games more consistently, particularly after the frustrations with Baker Mayfield, 
yeah, that bandwagon suddenly jumped straight back on again. And, and as you mentioned, Cleveland has the best one-two punch, arguably, in running backs in the league right now. I mean, Nick Chubb was slept on in the draft, and people still kind of sleep on just how good he is as a running back. And, and Kareem Hunt is the, the, the perfect person to put around him as well with how they with how they move the ball. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good image for the Browns right now. With the amount of change that continues to go wrong around their team and then the frustrations of Baker you would have thought they would want to bring in like, okay, let's just have a clean cut established older head maybe to anchor things down for a year until we work out who's going to be our next franchise quarterback, not let's go and get the guy who's had multiple allegations of, uh, of sexual misconduct and whatnot in uh, that has been blown out for the moment, but there, there may there still, still be repercussions way down the line, particularly when it comes to the NFL's own investigation in it. I mean, he might not play next yeah, year because he's suspended. You know, if you, look, if you go back and look at the NFL's history, uh, Ren Roethlisberger got six games, mm. and there's another there's another player that also got six games. So I think six games is going to be the floor for any suspension with him. And if, if he still has a very favorable, I mean, thirty five, I think it's thirty five million dollars or something like that for his his, his contract on a yearly average. That's today's market. When Derek Carr is going to get forty, mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's very affordable. So I mean, you get a top three player with that, you're in, you're in pretty good shape. And if it's six games, if you can go three and three, and you get them back, and you you go the rest of the way where you're winning some games, you know, and let's say you you win three or four more games. What you know, let's say you, that's six games. You got seventeen. You go eight and three, the rest of the way. I mean, you're you have 11 wins. You're in the playoffs, and you never know what could happen. And that and that's where you really make your money. You get you get into that second season, and and that division is very winnable. The division is very winnable. Now the question I have is, I'm not a big Amari Cooper guy. I, I think he's overrated. Um, great route runner, but you can't trust him with his hands. Everywhere he's gone, he's burnt bridges. I mean, it, it, with the Raiders, uh, him he fell out of favor for lack of effort and lack and, and lack of try, trying. Uh, in Dallas, his last game was a cowboy. After the game, he had to be separated from with teammates because because he called Dak Prescott the black Kirk Cousins. I mean that they're. I mean, I mean like like there's a reason why people are getting rid of him in his prime. So I I really don't like him in Cleveland. If, if I'm Cleveland, I'm a, I'm gonna try to bring in a, a receiver that Deshaun Watson. I think Will Fuller will be a guy that ends up in Cleveland. I think I've I've heard through back channels that. Wherever Deshaun goes, Fuller's going to end up signing. Mm. But they got to get another guy. Mari Cooper's not that guy. Now the tight ends there, you got Injoku, who's who's a stud. Um, you know, they, the the Peoples Jones is a really good wide receiver. But they got to get another guy to come in there to help Deshaun Watson. I don't I don't think Amari Cooper's that guy. Yeah, I mean they picked up Jakeem Grant as well, didn't they? Which um which isn't necessarily that's not like a trip the lights fantastic. That's just another useful pair of hands i suppose more than anything else for uh for deshaun watson um where does baker go at this point then you know i would look at seattle i mean john dorsey uh, uh john dorsey and 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 uh daniel and and not daniel uh john snyder worked together in green bay under ted thompson their friends baker uh, snyder had a lot of interest in baker um and i think that would be a a natural fit because Pete's looking for another quarterback. Um, I would also look at, you know, I know he wasn't part of the deal, but like Houston, he's from the, he's from Austin. 
and you can put him on Houston. If you can get to Houston somehow, you got a Texas boy back in Texas. You can put that puts fannies in the seats. That's got the type of swag and the type of bravado that Houston is sorely lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, Indianapolis sense, you know, there's no, you know, they're they're trying to figure out if they want to do a quarterback there. So I mean, those would probably kind of be the the right ones to kind of kind of if you're trying to read some tea leaves. Um, this is where like you know, well, it's been long rumored that Marcus Mariota would end up with the Colts, and I don't know if that's going to happen now. So I mean, I think. Now that the Deshaun Watson domino is falling, the next one to watch is Baker. And after Baker, they, I think all bets are off. Yeah, Baker to the Colts seems odd, though, because Frank Reich, I think, knows he's in a, a position that this franchise can go and win and win now. But I don't think Baker Mayfield, they don't have a good enough receiver core to me to have just a game manager kind of guy in there. And I don't, I don't know if Baker Mayfield is necessarily the guy to go into Indianapolis and win games. I mean, you know, they, they had the ups and downs this year with, with Carson uh, last year, sorry, with, with Carson Wentz. And uh, you need to tell me, by the way, if the odds have changed on uh, Washington winning the Super Bowl, because I saw they got longer, they got worse odds when Wentz <laughs> actually signed the deal to become a commander, which is savage. But so Before Wentz, it was plus 5,000. And after Wentz, it was plus 5,000. Oh, so it didn't move. Didn't move at all. Ah, we we uh we saw that was running all over Instagram and everything that um that yeah that it had gone from five thousand to like seven thousand five hundred or something like that. That was the rumor mill going around. Ah, oh, right. I'll, I'll what I'll do I'll screenshot I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you and let right. you know when I'm not when I walk down to the sportsbook see what they uh what's there. Um, hey, don't worry, I won't be putting what, no, any money on Washington. It's fine. <laughs> no oh, one is. <laughs> no. You know, I, I will say this, going back to Baker, Baker Seattle makes a lot of sense. With Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, with Rashad Penny, he can get out the pocket and run a little bit. Um, he kind of fits what Pete Carroll likes in terms of a quarterback. And like he likes guys with a little attitude, a little spice. Um, and with those receivers out there, and he likes to take chances. Baker to Seattle kind of makes sense. You know, if you want if you want to read some tea leaves, that would that, that would make that would make that make a lot of sense actually. What about finally, because um, I know you want to get going, man. I know you're in Vegas and you actually have, you know, a, a job to do at this point. You're in the middle of the day, so I don't want to keep you too long anymore, buddy. Uh, what about Alan Robinson to the Rams, just quickly? I think, I personally, I think that's a lovely pickup. I think that's the end of OBJ. Uh, I think Woods, Robinson, and Cup is a lovely trio to have for Matt Stafford. Well, full disclosure, I covered Robert Woods all the way back in high school at Gardena Sarah High School in, in, in Gardena, California. And I've known Robert from high school to covering him at USC as well. Um, Bobby's on the trademark. So I don't know if Robert Woods and Odell will be back. I think Robert Woods, there is a market for him. I know Green Bay is called. Um, they're very interested in him. If Green Bay were to add Robert Woods, that would be huge. Allen Robinson there I found interesting. Uh, it's almost like the Rams said, okay, we didn't sign Von Miller, so let's punt and go to the other side of the ball and bring in Allen Robinson. Uh, Robinson's market wasn't very robust. He, there's a lot of one-year deals while he was out there, um, and the Rams came with a great deal for him. I mean, God bless Allen Robinson. This is going to be the first time he's had a real quarterback throwing him the ball as well. So we're going to see what he's really about because, you know, when you had Trubisky and you had Blake Bortles throwing you the ball for your entire career, um, and then Justin Fields a little bit last year. And, you know, 
he, 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 he's still building off that uh, that potential. So I like the move. If, if in, with Odell Beckham being down, you know, and he won't be back until at least like end of October, beginning of November with his ACL. With OBJ being down, um, if they wanted to bring him back to put to pair him with with that group, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if they keep Robert Woods, and they, and it's Woods, Jefferson, uh, Cup, and and um, and Robinson, that that that's as good as number. That's a good one through four as you're going to get in the NFL, and and. I tell you, like, good luck stop them. And they, it looks like they're going to try to outscore you versus uh, beat, beat you with their defense. Yeah, well, Aaron Donald still might be retiring as well, which is, you know, that was the rumor coming out of the Super Bowl, and we still haven't heard any movement on that. Don't give me those fingers crossed in hope, man. Come on. we. I don't want to see the best players in the league be retiring right now. I want to see Aaron Donald tearing it back, and I kind of want to see this Rams team run it back. I'm not... I've got no invested interest, but Cooper Cup's my man. I've been on him since he came into the league. Alan Robinson, as you said, it, this is going to be the first year he actually has a good quarterback throwing to him. And I want to know if he's great at making spectacular catches because no quarterback has ever been able to hit his numbers, or if he is a spectacular wide receiver. That's a great question. You know what? I'm a former wide receiver, and I watched that position as well as the, the cornerback position closely. And I love everything about his game. Now he's not—he's not a guy that's gonna just burn you with his speed, but he's a technician and with his route running, he knows how to get himself open. His releases are near the top of the NFL. They're not Devontae Adams, but they're in that next group that you can say he's like three, three, four, five, maybe even two with his releases. Um, he's got great hands, and and he's gonna be single covered now. I mean, a lot of covers is gonna—they're gonna bracket Cooper Cup for the most part, and and he's gonna be single covered with the teams like most of the time they're number two cornerback. So with them doing that, we're going to see a different type of player. I, I think it's going to be more explosive for them. You know, it, and, and I jokingly say, kept my fingers crossed about Aaron Donald, you know, as a Packers fan, you always want to eat as much, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still hoping. You're trying to protect your boy. Yeah, I get it. Anybody but Brady, I'm okay with it. You know, and, and they say that jokingly, um, but – the, you know, the Rams not not bringing back Von Miller is going to hurt them um, more than what people think. And I think that the loss of Andrew Whitworth is going to mm. really hurt as well. I mean, you know, especially with Whitworth, the leadership that he brought inside that locker room um, and, you know, playing, you know, with a bum knee in that Super Bowl um, and, and not crying about it or complaining about it and, and just laying all on the field. I mean, you, you couldn't be happier for that guy. I mean, the type of person he is as well. I mean, I think everybody's by now seen the video of him after the Super Bowl telling his kids that he's done playing and that he's going to spend more time with them and he's going to coach them up hard and be around them and love them up. And as a parent, you love to hear that. And, and when you see it as a, as a coach, it's like that, that, that's what you want out of your players. So, the Rams are – that division is going to be brutal, too. The whole – the whole any NFC and AFC West is going to be brutal, and I love it. That's great football. I think the Eastern, Eastern divisions are going to be the Leastern divisions, and I think you got, you know, the North and the South. You know, you got Green Bay and a bunch of bums in the, in the North, and I, and I think that the South is – I mean, it's probably going to be the Colts, you think, but you just don't know. I mean, you never know. Jacksonville spent a lot of money. And most of the time when teams spend a lot of money, they don't do well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the jump that Trevor Lawrence makes mm. as a quarterback and, and uh, you know, whether or not there is a big one and whether or not those moves, they, I mean, they, they cut some guy. I mean, I wouldn't have cut Miles Jack. 
I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ollie. There ain't no way I would have cut Miles Jack. Mm, that's a um, great pickup for the Steelers. Huge. Those, those two in the middle, him and Devin Bush for the Steelers, got the most athletic linebacking group in the in the NFL. And then and then you turn around and you look at, you know, you're paying Christian Kirk how much money? The dude is a number three receiver at best, and and you overspend for for him like that makes zero sense. Um, Wait, the Jags, the Jags is a front office a bad team. I, I'm so surprised. I've never noticed the Jacksonville Jaguars being bad with their front office making decisions at all. It's crazy. And we've never seen that. <laughs> Man, yeah, that, that's that's like saying the sun doesn't rise in the east and set in the west. I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, like, you, you know, it, 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 it is sad because there, there's some there's some talented guys on that team. And when you got a guy that's the GM that that's doing what he's doing, um, Having that, but that much money to spend, and you spend it the way you spend it, you have to be prudent with it, and you have to be able to be smart with it. And, and it makes zero sense. I mean, I, he said the receiver Kirk and then the, the, the corner Williams that he signed, he watched them line up on each other and go at each other, and he knew he wanted them both just off of that because they were competing hard. Like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. bring back Allen Robinson, and you go get a, a, you go get your line built up, you go get your defensive line built up. And then you allow yourself to use that first pick to pick the best player available, if it's Hutchinson or if it's Neal or Thibodeau, whoever. But he doesn't do that. He, he, he does what he's done. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this. On the 18th of March in 2022 out here, he may not be there after the season. How's that? Okay. Okay. Uh- <laughs> I love, by the way, that you said anybody but Brady, and it's like, yeah, we have to go through that again, by the way. Like, the guy, just fucking walk, man. Just walk away, please. <laughs> Dude, were you surprised by that, though? Were no, you surprised? not at all. Not at all. He's got that, like... Me neither. ...winning psychopath mentality. Like, he, he just wants to keep playing until he physically is unable to get off the field, I think. That's what we're going to be waiting for. I have a theory. I have a really, it, it, I'm, I bullshit you not. It's a good, it's my theory. I think he already, within a month, got tired of taking his kids to school, helping them with homework. <laughs> and I think crazy. He's like, I got to go train. I got to go. And I think, and I, what I think happened, I think he had some dairy. He doesn't drink dairy. I think he has to, he started eating some shit. <laughs> and he got scared. And he's like, I need to go back to playing football. I think that's what happens. I can't be, I can't be that boy Brady. Back to me and skinny Tom. And it's crazy because when when, when Ronaldo talked to him after the Man U game, and he's like, You finished? And he goes, "Eh." And then he goes, And he literally said, One more. People, if you hear, he says, One more. I think this is, I really do think this is the final season for him. But man, like, I also think he looked at the NFC and said, It's a shit show. Mm. Like, I could go in here and we could be a top two or three team and win this division, win win the conference. And I can win another Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think I mean, hell, awesome! I would have done it too. Yeah. We, oh, you guys are losing Russell Wilson. Oh, Dak Prescott's losing Amari Cooper. There's there's very little in that conference. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, you know it's all getting a bit iffy in Green Bay, and now he's lost his best receiver. I mean, and Brady's got the power of Brady as they, they'll come flocking to play with him anyway. So anybody that was on the fence about maybe re-signing or coming back or maybe somebody who's still sticking around in free agency at the moment is thinking, 
Well, I could jump on that bandwagon. Oh, Gronk's there. Oh, well, maybe I don't want to go to Buffalo to finish in my old hometown in the cold. Maybe I do want one last ride in, down in Tampa instead. I mean, there, yeah, this is... Oh, it's going to be a long season, man. What those tags, bro. Everything you make is what you make. Like, mm. that's... Man, New York charges you up the ass, and you can, go to, you can stay in Tampa and you get paid how much and not get taxed? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like coming it. to Vegas. <laughs> 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 oh, Joe, man, I know you got to get back down to business and everything, but it's been great catching up with you, buddy. And uh, look, I want I want to get you on here again so we can have a chat about like how you got into football and how you, how you obviously being a, re- a former receiver and and talk about your radio work as well and the and the show that you do with uh, with Terence and everything like that. Um, we'll we'll have a like a we'll do a podcast over some beers or something like that at some point and get a proper like catch up catch up on it. Absolutely, it's so good to see you, man. Like I said, I miss you. Being around you guys for a week uh, on Radio Row and starting in Vegas at the East West Shrine Game and then. Uh, the Pro Bowl and then in Super Bowl week and being around you guys, you know, the whole crew, I love you guys, man. I miss you. It's great to see your face, brother. And um, it's good. To, it's good to catch up. Anytime you need me, man, just tap in with me. I got you. Hey, if you guys can fly me out for the draft, you know, that'd be great. If you could do that. <laughs> get, get credential. I'll talk to, I'll talk to some people. Damn it. I want to get my boy out here. Oh, I can get credential. I think NFL UK will cover a credential. That's for sure. I'll be able to get in the building. It's whether I can get the flight across that we're trying All right, to. Let's talk. Let's talk. Like for real. Let's talk. I'll talk to, I'll talk to TQ. Let's talk. Let's see what we can do. Let's uh, let's let's have a chat about that. We'll chat in the future as well, man. And um, look, you come over and you do Green Bay in London, obviously, to see the Packers, and then try and time it with following that hit in Germany and doing Oktoberfest in Germany with Brady and the Bucks against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm with that. All the beer I can drink, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt you'd be into that one. Right? Oh,